Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. We continue with Der Hashem coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo of Summerton, Philadelphia. We had yesterday a, a, a nice discussion and exposition over here on Tachanun, its presence and placement and purpose in Davening, how it conjoins itself to Shemona Esrei, and how it is there to give our Shemona Esrei this boost, this kick, and push the Shemona Esrei through. It's there to push it through in case there are impediments, in case there are things that are blocking and thwarting our Shemona Esrei from being accepted. It pushes it through, and the Ramchal <coughs> taking the structure of Tila from the uh, structure of Nusach Svard, and Edith HaMizrach broke Tachanun down into three components. That was Vidui, that was Yud Gemomidus, and that was Nefilas HaPayim, the confessional, beseeching the 13 attributes of mercy, and then the collapse. And these were three lines of defense, just to, again, to review this part very quickly, uh, to get ourselves back, because we have to wrap up Tachanun today. Um, we have some loose threads and some, some dangling issues that have to, be, uh, have to be addressed before we move on. So, again, the three lines of defense are, we have to make sure our Esri gets pushed through. We have to make sure that we're able to open up those valves and bring down the godliness, bring down the radiance, bring down the lichtikite that we were addressing when we were standing before the rebunch himself in Shemun Ezrei. And the first thing that's going to try to get in the way is, is the makatrigim, the, the, the prosecution, those malachim that are saying, look, this guy has things on his record, you can't take that tefillah. We're not bringing that tefillah up to Shemaim. So we say vidui to get rid of the, the makatrigim, to get rid of the prosecution. Look, no, I'm good, I did tshuva, I did tshuva. There's nothing on the record. If that doesn't work, if our vidui wasn't accepted, if we didn't do a vidui sincerely, so we appeal to Midas HaRachimim. We say, okay, there are Makachikim, there's a prosecution against people, you have the final call over here, you have the final psak, and you can override the prosecution, and you can accept my tefillah nevertheless, you can tell the prosecution, get out of here. So we appeal to Midas HaRachimim, that's the Yudim Midas HaRachimim, again, to push our tefillah through, that the first line of defense fails. And finally, if all else fails, if we're unable to invoke Midas HaRachimim, unable to get on HaKadosh Baruch good side, so to speak, unable to appeal to Midas HaRachimim, and we are we are forced to confront Midas Hadin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his Midah of exactitude, severity, and harshness. So that's Nefilah Sapayim, that's the collapse. We say to the Midas Hadin, we, we uh, submit ourselves to your judgment, we, we submit ourselves to your um, authority, and that is like the last ditch, the, in, in case of emergency, break less. Third line of defense over here, that if we can't, Silence the Kachigan, we can't get ourselves worthy of, of uh, the influence of Midas Arachimim. So that's how you deal with Midas Hadin by being Meiser Nefesh. Being Meiser Nefesh, again, the Ramchal didn't use that Lushan, he used the Lushan of Hachnab, of Kni, of us submitting ourselves with those are the terms that, as we mentioned yesterday, Chaim Volashan or Nefesh Chaim describes us as Messias Nefesh, the two go ha- hand in hand, two sides of the same exact coin over here. The submission is saying we put ourselves at the mercy of Midas Hadin, yes. We have nothing to say. We have no defense for ourselves. We have no arguments. We have no. Uh, um, the, the, we, we have we have no voice. We can't negotiate. You don't negotiate with Misa Din. You just accept Misa Din. You submit yourself to Misa Din, and that, in fact, is the chus that gets us over the the the, the uh, that that barrier when we have to deal with Misa Din. That's the Messias Nevesh saying, "Yes, you know, I accept everything, Rebbein Shalalim, that you and your Misa Din um, have uh, have." Um, determined and, and deemed for me, I accept it upon myself, and that is, that becomes therein our schus, 
Um, exactly, we mentioned that yesterday. The the Vayomer David. That's exactly what David's statement was. It was an acceptance of Midas Hadin. The acceptance of Midas Hadin is able to abate and placate Midas Hadin, and and uh, that's our third and final line of defense in getting our Shimon Esri pushed through. Um, that's and that's Nafila Sapaim. So now let's let's uh, focus in on that. Let's let's use this to move forward over here. And to tie together the, 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 the loose ends and wrap everything up in what needs to be addressed when it comes to Tachanun. So, the, the, the final act of Tachanun is the Nafila Sapaim, the collapse. And we collapse and we shield our faces all for the same purpose because we're now being confronted with. And attempting to address Midas Hadin, the exactitude of Akash Baruch, the harshness, the brutalness of Hashem's exactitude, that's the third portion of Tachnun. And that's A, why we collapse. So why we collapse? All for the same reason. We are submitting ourselves in totality to Midas Hadin. We have no Tekuma. We have no Zichalein. Um, we have no presence we have no ability to present ourselves even. Even that requires a little bit of merit. We have no merits. We are completely at the mercy and the whims of Midas because we deserve it. Yes, you're right, Rebbein Shalalem. We have nothing to say for ourselves. The Niplun of Biyad Hashem, exactly, is, as the introductory Pasuk says from, from David Amalek, he made the same acceptance that there's nothing to say, there's nothing to talk about. So that's the collapse because when someone <coughs> stands, even when someone sits, there's a presentation, there's a me. There's a, there's a self involved. Here there's no self. So that we collapse. Um, and back in the days of the Gemara, they used to collapse Mamish. And it's brought down to Shulchan Aruch already that, that we don't do that anymore because that's, for us, that's, that's, that's in fact, counterintuitively, that's a statement of, uh, of pride, of conceit, of Yuara. We collapse Mamish down on the floor. We're, trying to, we're saying that I'm guaranteed that this line of defense is going to work for me. And it was brought down to Shulchan Aruch that someone who's guaranteed that Silas will be answered like Yeshua Ben Nun, he can do he can do a real collapse. We don't do a real collapse anymore because for us that would be, again, counterintuitive. But you think about it, the counterintuitive makes makes sense. Um, it's a statement of 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 uh, gaiva, of haughtiness to to make a total collapse because by doing so, I'm saying that that I know that I'm going to be able to withstand that. Midas Hadin. So we do a pseudo collapse. That's the idea of sitting down, and, and and we go like this. Now, why do we go like? Why do we cover our heads with our hands? That goes together with the collapse. Is the idea of um, taking shelter, shielding ourselves from Midas Hadin, from the exactitude, from the harshness of Midas Hadin. We are shielding, sheltering ourselves, and and just collapsing, doing both together, collapsing in the presence of Midas Hadin. We have no self anymore. We have no ability to have our own presence and presentation. And we are shielding and sheltering ourselves from, from the Midas and understanding what 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 Midas really means. So that's the. Oh, go go go! That's what we said yesterday. We have to. This is the wrap up for today. So these are all the dangling questions from yesterday. Um, yeah. So um, and that's you also find this in the Torah. There's several places where Meish and Aaron collapse by Um when Klai Yisrael really goes over the edge when they go overboard. By by the Meraglim, by the Misoinanim, um, when when Klai Yisrael really push Hakadosh Baruch Hu too far, and Moshe and Aaron sense that Midas Hadin is now brewing, and there's about to be a storm, they do the same thing. Vayiplu 
is they are con- they, they, they are not confronting, but being confronted by Mitzadin, and understanding the only way to address and appeal Mitzadin is that total collapse, the collapse itself. And they're trying to do that on behalf of Kleisel to stave off the brutality, the harshness, the exactitude of Mitzadin. And that's why whenever you find them doing this entire Moshe, you find this several times, it's the giveaway that they understand that Mitzadin is about to come storming into the scene, and that's always what happens. Um, and it's, it's, it's the efforts on their part to stave it off by submitting to Mitzadin. We, we talk have no merits anymore. We went too far. Kleiso went way too far anymore. So that's the Vayiplop name. That's the collapse, and that's what we're doing. Okay, so that's an understanding of, of what we're doing, and that's why there's this idea of, of um, Atachnun comes together with a certain amount of Mesiris Nefesh. It's associated with Mesiris Nefesh, as the Nefesh Chaim tells us. It's, it's self-sacrifice, because it's a submission to Mitzadin, and that's why it's associated with an, an element of Sakon, of danger. Of danger, Chazal referred to it as being Noisei Nafshei Bekapoi. I have my, 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 still my existence in my hands, and kind of extending that to the Rebbein Shalaylam, there's an element of danger involved, because again, it's, it's a submission, total submission to Mitzadin. There's an element of danger in doing that. Um, at the same time, that is our uh, last hope, that's our third line of defense over here in getting Hashem Nasser pushed through, because if Taka, Midasadin has an ad for us, and Chas Hashem, we weren't able to get a random Mekatrigim, and Chas Hashem, we weren't able to appeal and, and be worthy of Midas Harachimim, if a Yid Chas Hashem doesn't have to face Midasadin, this is the only way to face Midasadin, by being Naisei Nafshei V'chapoi, by, by that act of, of submission, slash, so that being said, this now with understanding what Tachnan is and the three lines of defense over here, and what the what the final one is, we can make a lot of connections and and, and um, connect a lot of dots, and and this is a a, a a key that opens up a lot of doors in in understanding a lot of the halachas and hagam that come together with Tachnan. So first of all, um, how Tachnan is said and where 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 it is said how. Um, so as we mentioned, the Eilam again brought this up this morning. This minig that we have of collapse and, and covering our head with our hands when we say Tachnun, we know it's limited. You don't do that in every single place that you say Tachnun. There's some places you say you do that that way, and some places you don't. In order to uh, have that aspect of, of, of halacha where you collapse and you shield your head with your hand, when you say Tachanun, it has to be a shul, a shul, an established minion where people daven, a place where there's a Sefer Torah, a place where there's Svarim, different. We're not going through all the halachas, but we, we know the details. And it has to be either a place where there's a minion kavua, a place where people regularly daven, you do that, a place where, um, where there's a Sefer Torah present, maybe where there's Sifrei Kodesh present, but a... a um, a pickup minion, you know, the minion that you make at the the the, the um, at the, the the restaurants, the minion that you make at, at the rest stop on the Palisades, right, on the way up to the country. That's what? The minion kavua, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess if you had one in the winter time, right, put one together in the winter in the winter time. The the uh, you make a mincha at um, at the link, yeah, at the Wells Fargo Center. Is that a minion kavua also? I don't know. Uh, they have a kosher hot dog stand over there in Wells Fargo Center. Uh, so a, a minion that's like a, a, a pickup minion, uh, a minion that's put together on the fly. So you say by mincha, 
you say tachanun, but um, you do not say, you do not, you don't do the shielding and the sheltering and the collapse. Why is that? That is because um, we are shielding and sheltering ourselves from Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin is actively present when there is the, the Shechina is there, when the Divine Presence is there um, with the Tzibur. So the Divine Presence at that point, we're afraid, is going to have a presentation of Midas Hadin. Therefore, we, we collapse and we shelter ourselves. So this halacha only kicks in when it is an area where there's a minion of Kavias. That's when, so to speak, the Shechina is more present, so to speak, the Shechina is more palpable, has more of a presence over there, that's when we cower more from Midas Adin. If the, the, it's a, 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 a Minyan Arai, a temporary, put together, a, a, uh, a, 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 um, a um, one-off Minyan that just happened to be made on a temporary basis, in a temporary location, a put-together Minyan, um, the Shechina is not there to the same degree, being that it's a minion Arai, and therefore we don't we don't uh, do the, the same shielding and cowering. Um, if it's a place where there's a Sefer Torah, the Sefer Torah, together with the minion, makes more of a presence of the Shechina. Um, a place where there's a minion Kavua, even without a Sefer Torah, the minion gets to do it, because again, the minion Kavua makes it more, uh, with again, gives it more permanence, and therefore there's more of a presence of the Shechina over there. Um, and this is also why, very interestingly, um, the, the minig in Yerushalayim is to do nefilas hapayim to sit down and, and cover the, he, the the head with a hand anywhere in Yerushalayim, even if it's a minion arai, even if it's outdoors, even if it's in a parking lot, even if it's um, you know put together minion there at halftime. Anywhere in Yerushalayim, the, the minig is to do that, and that's because again Yerushalayim. Um, where there's still uh, the Kedusha Samalkam, the place itself has inherent Kedusha, so Viter, that makes the Shechina more present over there. It's always the same Yesod in terms of when we do this and when we don't do this. When the Shechina has a more significant presence due to the, the, the minion being a permanent minion, due to Sifrei Torah, etc., due to it being a new Shalim, where the, the, the location has inherent Kedusha, so the Midas Adin has more of a weight, has more of a presence. I have to, I, that's when I, I recognize that by shielding and, and collapsing. When it's a minion array, more of a, a temporary type, put together minion, um, uh, a minion on the fly, a minion on the go. So um, we, we, we still say Tachnun, we don't do the same collapse, we don't do the same shielding because of the, 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 the diminished presence of the Shechina. Um, <coughs> taking these ideas and going further, uh, we know that there are times that we don't say Tachanun, times and places where you don't say Tachanun. Let's start with, and this goes, breaks into two different extremes over here. Nighttime, we don't say Tachanun. Now, the question that we have to ask right now is, based on what we said yesterday, the Tachanun is there to push our Shemun Esrei through all the impediments. We should be saying Tachanun, Mayrav also. We want our shachas to be accepted, we want our mincha to be accepted, we certainly want our mayr to be accepted. So if there's no danger of mekatrigim, there's no mekatrigim at night, the prosecution is not at a nighttime. If there's a danger of, of, uh, of uh, you know, midas rachamim being required, we don't have to appeal to that at night. You know, we're davening a mayr we certainly want our mayr to be accepted as well. Why don't we wrap up mayr with the tachnun also, if the function of tachnun is to push it through? The answer is, we really would, but it's too dangerous. It's actually too dangerous. That's why we do not say Tachanun at night. Because again, the whole idea of Tachanun is, 
is after I said my Shemona Esrei, I'm going to now do whatever it takes to face the 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 threats and the impediments, whatever it may be. Block my Shemona Esrei, I'm going to face them and submit to them, address them and and cower before them. But as we said, there's an element of danger in doing this. You're being nice enough. You are submitting yourself to very powerful um, very powerful uh, powers over here, Midas Hadin. And at nighttime is when the Midas Hadin are more concentrated, the Mekatrigim are more enforced. We had earlier in the Hashem, we had that not that long ago, we had it early in the Sefer, and we had that more recently as well. The nighttime, we had that by, by when we talked about we talking about Negovasa, right? Natil Sidaim. Nighttime is a time when Din is running amok. Nighttime is a time when the forces of, of, of chaos are unleashed. Nighttime is when the Mekatrigim are given free reign. So to address and appeal to that, it's too dangerous. It's, it's too dangerous. So therefore, at nighttime, there is no tachanun, and, you know, good luck. Good luck. You say, Shemona Esrein, best of luck to you. Hopefully it'll get pushed through. But if it's not, then it's too dangerous. Too dangerous to enter that fray. Too dangerous to, to start setting up these lines of defense um, to, to appeal, address the mekatrig and the prosecution, uh, to address me to sit in at nighttime, it would would uh, would put us in moral danger, so we don't do it. Yes, Arthur Hakain. How, how come we don't do it on the one side and do it on the other? Oh, very good. Okay, that's that's. Uh, we'll get to that also. Excellent, excellent question, okay. Arthur. Um, okay, so that's why we don't say tachnon at night, and hence this is a uh, you know there there are there are shuls out there and there are yidden out there that even if it's getting close to nighttime they don't say tachanun. Where'd that come from? You know, the daytime is still a time of rachamim. Um, so the, by the Litzvah we say shachris, mincha, shachris and mincha, just not by Mayriv. In the yeshivas, that's what they do. And many people that do have a Nusach also, they'll say, many Nusach shuls will say tachanun, shachris, and at mincha in the afternoon because it's still daytime. The explanation behind the shuls that have developed a custom to never say tachanun in the afternoon at mincha is because... Um, Traditionally, these were shuls that would also be generous in davening mincha very late in the afternoon, and so late in the afternoon that it might even be into the evening, twilight and evening. And as we said, you don't say tachanun at nighttime, it's dangerous. Um, so minyanim that traditionally would find themselves davening mincha very late in the day to the point that it may already even be the next day, um, which is a time that no one says tachanun anymore, in order to not differentiate, in order to not... Um, have this mishap of of saying tachnun at a time that it would be very dangerous. They adapted a kind of a blanket practice of never saying tachnun at mincha, even when they get up to tachnun while it's still daytime before shkia. So that's the understanding behind such shuls that have developed such minhagim. It was, as we say, called a loy plug, uh, just a, a blanket, a blanket type of practice to uh, not have to worry about. You know, everyone always looking at your watches. Well, when did we get up to tachnun today? Was it before shkia, after shkia? Before the remaining time, after remaining time, before Ben Shemoshes, after Ben um, that's where they're coming from. But really, in, in, in principle, in principle, everyone agrees that daytime is a safe time to say Tachanun, nighttime is a dangerous time to say Tachanun. Um, what about Ben Shemoshes itself? What about that period of time of twilight between Shkia and Seisakai Chavim? So the mission of Rura rules that one may say Tachanun there still, certainly the first few minutes afterwards, the first nine minutes after, after Shkia. Uh, anyway, is a time that we're more lenient in, in, in not viewing it yet as the next day. Um, the Mishnah Baruch rules that uh, for the first few minutes after Shkia Benish Mashas 
it's not an issue to say Tachnun, you're not facing Midas Adin yet. But everyone would, would agree that nighttime you don't, daytime you do. And those, um, again, that's the, the understanding behind the Minyanim that will never say it in the afternoon. Uh, that is because of uh, not wanting to sometimes say it and sometimes not say it. L'chaira, a nusuch svar minion that davens mincha early in the day. There's something called mincha gedola and mincha katana. You can daven mincha gedola right after chatzais, right after um, midday. It would be much more difficult to justify a minion like that never saying tachnun because again, it's you know if you're davening mincha gedola, you're not going to be getting confused between daytime and nighttime. You're not going to run the danger of uh, you know davening a six-hour mincha and and carrying it over into the nighttime. You can't daven mincha for six hours anyway, right? Okay. Um, I guess maybe you could have a three-hour Shmonesri and a three-hour Chazar Sashatz, maybe, but generally you don't really find that so much. Good. That's in terms of the when we would say it and when we don't say it. Um, the when we wouldn't say it is nighttime because it's dangerous. And that also explains another uh, aware. There's a aware that we don't say it, and that is Rachman al in a base Avel. Someone that's sitting Shiva, you don't say Tachanun. That's also an eye-opener <laughs> that usually strikes us as very counterintuitive because we know that there are days that you don't say tachanun, but and that's the final thing that we're going to discuss. Those are days of celebration, days of happiness. That's when you don't say tachanun. In a base of is someone sitting shiva, you don't say tachanun. This is, this is a house of tragedy, a house of mourning, a house of avelos. But the answer is the same exact idea as why you don't say tachanun at night. You don't say tachanun at night because there's too much midas hadin. Too much concentrated power of harshness, of severity, of exactitude. You can't mess with that. It's too dangerous. A base oval is the same exact thing. Uh, this is a house that has been visited by Midas Hadin. This is a, a situation where they have felt and they are feeling that Midas Hadin. So Midas Hadin is here in a more concentrated form. It's too dangerous. Too dangerous to say Tachanun over here. That's why you don't say Tachanun in a base oval. Okay, very... I was going to say very geschmack, not the, 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 not the base level, it's not very geschmack, that's a Rachmanus line, but the understanding, connecting these dots, opening these doors, that's that's very geschmack. Now, and from there, we move on to, um, excuse me, excuse me, um, oh, so the the items questioned about going on the, the hand that doesn't have tefillin, not the hand that does have tefillin, so there's, there's two reasons for that one, well, a very basic reason is it's not respectful for your tefillin, your tefillin aren't there to be a a pillow, it's fill and have kedusha. Okay, that's a basic reason, but there's a deeper reason that goes together with the asoidus that were uh, of the tachnun themselves. Is that again? It's it's a, there's a conflict over here. When we do that final act of tachnun, the collapse and the shielding, it's because we we're carrying before mitzvah din. The tefillin is um, representative of uh, of. Um, The 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 uh, the opposite kind of um, of the opposite kind of of um, of um, relationship with Hashem. That's what the the the, the tefillin represent that idea of <coughs> of, um, of, an, uh, of 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 a connection, unconditional connection, of um, the uh, you know connection, elevation of the Shem Hashem that's present on us. And, and when we're saying Tachnon, again, it's a total, total submission of ourselves and a total relinquishing of any any possible merits that we have. So we have to approach the, the Hashem with the Nifla Nifla Biyad Hashem, um, the, uh, without any merits, without anything on our own. That's the only way to approach Hakadosh Baruch Hu is total submission, a total Mesiris Nefesh, 
and and we do the hand that doesn't have the tefillin dafka. It's a it's a an approach to Hakadosh Baruch Hu where we're leaving any possible merits behind. That's the only way to approach Midas Adin, is to put ourselves entirely on Hashem's terms, entirely in Hashem's hands, and to leave everything of, of ourselves behind, including the merit of of, of wearing tefillin. Uh, that's the deeper idea here that that links together with uh, the whole theme of Tachanun. Finally, let's wrap up with the days that you don't say Tachanun because they're happy days. All the days that you don't say Tachanun on because they're days <coughs> of, of happiness and um, Shabbos, Yom Tov, we don't say Tachanun. Erev Shabbos, we don't say Tachanun. Rishchadosh, we don't say Tachanun. Chanukah and Purim, we don't say Tachanun. Happy events, happy days, and happy occasions, we do not say Tachanun. And that's the final uh, T that has to be crossed over here in putting the whole sugya together. And why is that? Why is it that on happy days we don't say Tachanun? So there's two levels of understanding over there. Um, and there may be an Afkamina also. There may be a practical difference between these two levels of understanding. So first of all, we don't say Tachanun on a happy day just because it is um, out of place. A happy day is a day of happiness. It's a happy day is a day of celebration. And the same way we know that on happy days, Chazal instituted that you're not allowed to fast on a happy day, you're not allowed to eulogize on a happy day because it breaks the theme of the day, the spirit of the day. A happy day we're supposed to be happy, a happy day we're supposed to be celebrating. We don't do things that are out of line with the theme and the spirit of the day. So Tachanun is out of line with the theme and the spirit of the day. That's first and foremost, that's the immediate reason why you don't say Tachanun on happy days because it is it is not in line with the character of the day. The same we don't eulogize, the same we don't fast. You don't say Tachanun because it is uh, goes against Goes against the current over here. Yes, Arthur. What's the latest you could say Tachanun? You can say Tachanun for sure till, uh, you know, um, the Mishnah Brewer allows you to say Tachanun <clears throat> till, uh, till, till um, nightfall. Till nightfall. So you could do it like 4 o'clock then? Till nightfall. Till nightfall. So it means after sunset even. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Common practice is still to say it a few minutes. Uh, I think most people won't say it that late. Common practice is to say it a few minutes, nine minutes after after uh, sunset. You know, people will still say it all the way till nightfall. I think common practice is not to go that late in the day. Um, well, one second, one second, one second. Before we get sidetracked, let's get tracked. So that's the first reason why you say you do. We do not say tachanun on happy special occasions um, because it just goes against the theme of the day. Second reason is, and very gishmak, again, the whole idea of Tachanun is to push the Shmon Esrei through. We have three lines of defense in case my Shmon Esrei is being blocked. On happy days, my Shmon Esrei is less blocked. On happy days, we are more elevated. We are in a higher p- p- place and position. Ramchal mentioned this earlier. We're going to have it yet again coming up towards the end of the Sefer. As we, as we, uh, you know, we don't have that. We're actually getting very close to the end of Der HaShem. Um, and, and we already had this that on special days a Yid himself is, 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 is elevated on Shabbos, on Yom Tov, on Rish Chaydish. depending on the Kedush of the day the Kedush of the day affects us, affects the universe we're higher people, so we are in a higher standing, we are in a position for our Shemun Esrei to get, um, to, to get past the Malachim more so than during the week, during the week we can be uh, affected more by the Mekatrigim, the prosecuting angels have more of a say. On Shabbos and Yom Tov, they have less of a say. They have less power and influence over us. They have less of an ability to block Hashemun Ezrei. We don't have to worry about them as much. We don't have to say Tachanun as much. When it's a special day, we're elevated. Hashemun Ezrei is more elevated. It has more of a power on its own. So that's the second reason why you say Tachanun on these special days. 
there is a nafkamina between the two. There are places where we don't say tachanun because of the celebratory theme, even though we may not have a personal elevation. And that would be, let's say, a bris milah, exactly. A bris milah, the day didn't change, not didn't the yoim, as I say in Lambdas, the yoim is not a different yoim, but we're celebrating. It's not within the spirit of the celebration. There's really the say tachanun. So there we don't say tachanun because of the celebration, but not necessarily because we were elevated. Not this celebration, not the elevation. Um, not only that, even the, the shul, where there's going to be a bris later that day, in the shul itself, you don't say tachanun. Um, and that's because we already feel the celebration beginning, so it's not in line with today's celebration to go and have this collapse and, and a, a mournful kind of collapse and a, a despondent uh, type of, of, of follow to my Shemona Esrei of, of uh, tachanun is not within the theme of the celebration that is, that is, that is amongst us in our midst today, <coughs> the bris. So again, but that's only the first uh, explanation being relevant over there, and not the second one. It's a celebration, but there's no elevation per se going on. There are a few other places where you don't say tachanun, again, just because of the um, celebratory element, a chasin, if a chasin is there, right? Uh, by Sheva Brachas, you don't say tachanun if a chasin is, comes to daven with us. Again, we're celebrating with him, we feel his simcha, so we had to do something that's so contradictory to simcha, but not that the, the yoim became a yoim of elevation, but, but uh, it's the celebration. So sometimes you have both, and sometimes you only have one um, and not the other. That wraps up Tachlan, that wraps up Tezvog, and in Yisrael Hashem tomorrow we continue with Tezayin.